You are listening to episode 158 of the Confident Coaches Podcast, the one where you stop letting the stress cycle shut your business down. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Confident Coaches Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to do your best work as a life coach. If you want to bring more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your work, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Amy Latta. Let's dive in. Well, hello there, my friends. Happy Tuesday. I have a super fun podcast for you today. I am interviewing my friend, Bryn Bamper. I bonded with Bryn by the pool during a mastermind event last year, or actually earlier this year, and we became fast internet friends. And we talked a lot on that day about uh, patriarchy and, and stress cycles and regulating your body's nervous system. And I knew this was a topic that was just perfect for those of us who let ourselves shut down um, because and we don't know how to move past it. So I wanted to interview Bryn about what it means to complete the stress cycle and why it is so needed. I mean, obviously it's so needed. This is a great tool for you. What we're going to discuss in this podcast interview is a great tool for you when you shut down. You know, like when your prefrontal cortex, your GG brain, it's like it goes offline. Like it shuts down because you're simply experiencing too much stress in your business. You know, obviously that stress is so frequently self-imposed, but we make this person's comment means something. We, we, you know, are working and working and working and working and not getting anywhere. We know how that stress can come up from any number of sources. And she's going to share her six-step process to getting your Gigi brain back online in this episode. Super, super good. And I do want to include this programming note, that this is a conversation between two white women. It was focused on completing the stress cycle, but we do veer into some epigenetics and intersectionality comes up and the effects of patriarchy and trauma, not just on white persons, but non-white persons as well. Again, not the initial topic that we were talking about, but it does come up. And I want to note that it does highlight the need for an intersectionality expert to join this conversation and to join me in a future episode, uh, because I know that is a needed conversation. So with that, please enjoy this conversation on the power of completing your stress cycle when you're a business owner. Okay, friends, I'm so excited for this conversation we're about to have right now with Miss Bryn Bamber. Bryn is a trauma-informed coach who's got her eye on the patriarchy. She loves talking somatics, and she helps folks already tapped into their spirituality complete the stress cycle so they can do what they want to do in this world. Hi, Miss Bryn. How are you? Hi, I am doing really well. I'm excited to chat with you today. Me too. And I also want to share that Brim is a great example. She and I just met uh, back in April, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We just met back in April. We met face-to-face at the Life Coach School's Mastermind. And um, she connected with me behind the scenes on Instagram. She stayed on my radar. We had, like, we clearly bonded pretty quickly in person. Like, yeah, I'm not sure if there might not be a picture of us with arms and legs intertwined. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
But then you maybe, also, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe that might be a possibility. But then you also like professionally was like, hey, let's stay in contact. So just dropping a little nugget out there for my people of like, when you make those connections with people, be willing to say, hey, I felt it, you felt it. You want to stay in touch with one another because Bryn did, and now, um, and now she's on the podcast with me. So. Six, so months, cool. six, seven months later, she's on the podcast with me. All right. So I love your work because anybody who listens to the show knows, you know, I have really come into my own in terms of I've always talked about there are no rules and there is no judgment. And it's always been on a very thought level because that's how I was trained as a coach. But I also have a really strong intuition and have ignored that in the past mm. and this past year my listeners know that i've brought all that up i'm now talking about oh now where did the rules come from in the first place oh crap that was the patriarchy and here's why we need to talk about that and it's not so much smash the patriarchy as much as is be aware of it in your own brain totally and also of course when we go up against the patriarchy our nervous systems freak Totally. <laughs> totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, just even from that, like, um, epigenetics, right? Trauma, there's research now that trauma is passed down from generation to generation. So there's one study that, um, like a light flickered and then the rats were shocked. And with the baby rats, even though they had never experienced that when the light flickered, they, their nervous systems tensed up. This is so fascinating to me. So I've heard enough, I, I've heard the word epigenetics enough to know that this is a thing. And really what we're talking about is trauma that our ancestors experienced yes. is yeah. in our, what, our DNA? Our yeah, memory. I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm not a scientist. I love science, but I'm not. I'm not like the one doing the experiments with the rats. So I don't know how it is, but I know that there is now evidence that it's yeah. happening. I guess it must be in our DNA. I don't know what else would, it would gotcha. be. Gotcha. Gotcha. So how is this showing up? Like how, what, how do you, when somebody comes to you, what are they usually experiencing? You know, trauma informed, which sounds very, very cool and exciting, but like, what, what does that mean? What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think one example that uh, folks listening to this podcast will relate to is like trying to show up authentically in your marketing yeah, and being terrified and being, yeah, not, not showing up at all <laughs> or, or doing that dance of putting yourself out there and then hiding. And because, you know, for our women in the past, it wasn't safe to take up a bunch of space and yeah. be opinionated and go against the status quo, which coaches are, right? Coaching is like relatively new and it's not mainstream yet. I mean, it's getting more and more and more mainstream every right, right. day, but even a woman selling something is not celebrated very much in this culture. And, you know, one example, and, and this is an epigenetic, this is like 
in within our lifetimes is if you think about Disney movies and the Disney movies I watch, I know they're getting better, you know, like every year there's like a new Pixar film that's like starting to break this. But when you and I were growing up, it was like the little mermaid who gave up her voice to find a man. She literally gives up her voice to be with a man, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and that lands uh, very differently now than when I was a teenager. That movie came out. Yeah, when I, was a I yeah, <laughs> it's like I love that movie, and the and and they gaslight us so hard because the soundtrack's so amazing. Right, you're just like do 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 do, and you're like she's pretty and she's creative. You know, she's so, there are so many things that like attract me to this character, and then it's like and then she gives up her voice. Oh my god, the patriarchy won by putting it to, on a good soundtrack. <laughs> Totally. Totally. And your teenage brain was not developed. I guess I'm a couple of years younger. You know, my like even younger brain was not developed. And this is the input that's going in. You know, um, Snow White was unconscious and she was kissed to wake up. Sleeping Beauty was my absolute favorite. Like when I, so when I was a little, little girl, Sleeping Beauty was mine. Wasn't she unconscious? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the and <laughs> there's a non-consensual kiss, which is like very much celebrated in the film. So funny. And and the only independent women, single women, women making money, it's Cruella Deville. Oh my gosh. She's she has to kill dogs. She's evil, and so if you just think about our brain, our brains are developing. I'm just cracking up because I've never thought about that. The only representation that we have of entrepreneurship, of of a female entrepreneur. She was an entrepreneur. She literally killed puppies. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm looking back at my entire childhood, my sister's entire childhood. I'm like, no wonder we're the way that we are. Totally. So you go out and you say, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a coach. I want to sell my stuff. Of course, your nervous system is going to freak out because it's like, oh, that must mean I'm greedy. That must mean I'm like Cruella. And this is all happening. Yeah. (laughs) The only way for me to make money is to do something shady and and unethical. And it's all in, in our unconscious, right? It's not like you're literally like sitting on Instagram trying to write a post and you're like, I'm Cruella. Like, but if you watch these films and and I just use Disney as an example because it's so universal, but like oh, this is yeah. in every part of the culture. I, <laughs> this I, is just I, this I is just like, about the rescuers. I don't know if you remember because that's a real a really old one. The rescuers is where mm-hmm. this woman who's mm-hmm. super greedy. Mm-hmm. kidnaps children yeah <laughs> in order to get money yeah and the rescuers are these cute little mouse but she's like this helpless little girl so like i i love the analogy of using disney because it is so pervasive in our society we celebrate it my my goodness we've got two giant theme parks just right here making yeah dollars every year we just still are, celebrating these characters still celebrating these celebrating. Oh, We've tried to, beauty. Yeah. yeah, we've tried to modernize them a little bit and bring them into like the 21st century, but no Not wonder really. from like even like yeah. two, three, four years old, we're telling little girls. Yeah, and the movies are changing, and you know, I just watched Turning Red by Pixar, which is like the first picture 
Pixar movie that the director was female, yeah. the producer was female, and it's amazing. So it's changing. I'm so glad that it is. But for everyone listening to this call, I mean, unless you're in 2050, maybe right, <laughs> still right, listening right. to the Confident Coach podcast, but most people who are listening to this and, you know, we're in 2022 or 2023, whenever you're listening, like, you probably saw these films. This is what created the wiring in your brain when it was you know when our brains are developing they're the most malleable they're the most classic so yeah when you think about i want to be an entrepreneur i want to make money there's going to be all these unconscious beliefs of well you're greedy or you have to do something bad yeah in order to do that and the only way you know in the disney universe at that time the only way to like be taken care of financially was like for a man to do it and then you be you know attractive to the man however you can and that's how you quote unquote make money yeah and it's really interesting because i'm thinking about how some of my clients still they're not they're no longer thinking about oh i had to be attractive for a man but they are still thinking about i have to be attractive whether it be like physically attractive, but I get a lot of clients who are like, I don't look or dress that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm kind of plain and I don't want to have to change who I am. Mm -hmm. So first of all, they're describing themselves as kind of plain because they don't, you know, have lash extensions. Yeah, they don't have lash extensions or whatever, you know, so like even in that, like we are still trying to appease or appeal ourselves in an outward way yeah even for our even if their audience is females yeah yeah and it's so in our dna that you know sometimes you will be judged yeah on um on how you look and uh, you know we have to make a choice i don't want to say don't think about your appearance at all because it has an impact. Yeah. But to think of it from a way of understanding the patriarchy, understanding the those influences, and also understanding that imper- uh, your appearance can be creative, it can be for you, it can be, right. you know, I went through a phase <laughs> in my feminist journey where I was like, you know, F men and F appearance, and I'm gonna look as like dumpy as possible because I don't want to dress up for men. And then at one point, someone was like, yeah, but what about you yes. seeing yourself in the mirror? What like, what do you what want to see? Yeah, like, what about dressing up for you? And I was like, oh my God, I never even, <laughs> it didn't cross my mind. It's like, the person you see the most is you. So what if you put on an outfit that made you feel good or made you feel confident? Yeah. And so, you know, I've kind of been on that journey of being like, oh, what's my style, not my style to attract a man or even attract a a client. (laughs) But what's my style that is who I am that is expressive? Yeah, what does that look like? Yeah, if you and I I talk a lot about having uh, having a relationship with yourself and what that relationship is and also with your business also. But I think this is a, a good conversation as far as like, you know, 
you're take it's kind of like you're you're taking care of your body you're taking care of you for you and it can look like whatever you want it to look like sometimes taking care of me is not getting out of my pajamas all day yeah. and staying in bed and eating popcorn watching i watched all of the partner track this weekend <laughs> Oh my god, it was so good. I watched it like last weekend or something. So good. Yeah. Like like I no brain required, did not yeah. challenge my anything. I you know yeah. again, sometimes that is self-care. Yeah, sometimes yeah. that is what self-care looks like. And so yeah, that's a great conversation when we're talking about, you know, it's not about still show up and dress for you know like you should still look fancy and we're just painting it in a different form no no it's like, what would you want to do for you yeah and what and you know when you think about it from a business point of view it's like who is your client is your client a woman who's struggling struggling with the patriarchy and you showing up with like without any makeup or with a big zit or something could be empowering, right? Yeah. To just say, to show up on an Instagram live or a reel or whatever yeah. with looking, you know, not polished. Sometimes that's the best marketing. Cause you're, if your client is someone who's struggling with perfectionism and always being perfect and always looking that can be liberating for them to someone showing up like that. Yeah. So it's, you have to think about, you know, who is your people? If you're pitching to a, a coach at a corporation, you might want to follow the corporate rules a little more. If your client is a mom who's struggling to get everything done and, and you know, is trying to be perfect, but they can't be, for them, you showing up in like sweats <laughs> yeah. and, and, and not put together could change their life, could yeah. liberate her. So, you know, it, it, it's a complicated question. I don't think there's one answer, but to, I think to see the forest for the trees, to see that the patriarchy is having an influence here. Absolutely. I think one of my most popular reels from a few months ago, um, over the summer sometime was uh, as an, I've never had skin issues on my face at all. And now mm -hmm. at 48 years old, I have rosacea. I've never, mm. what, what's this? What's what's happening with my skin? And yeah. I did some research and it's very common, um, particularly for Caucasian women, like I am later in their 40s and 50s, they can develop this. Mm. And so I posted a reel when I had at the worst of my yeah my outbreak, like it was like the worst it had ever been. And I literally went, I made a reel going, all right, on online entrepreneur with gray hair and glasses. And I had no makeup on, like I didn't put, use a filter. I didn't anything. It yeah. was like my, my, and I have so many comments of that. Just, it was just like what you said. It suddenly just planted this seed in people's brains that I can show up like me and i would even say for those people like in the who are pitching to like corporate coaching because there is kind of a level i don't know if the corporate coach wants to see me in my no you know in my pajamas Pro and that but probably like, not what would the corporate version of showing up as you look like i think you can totally. still find a way to like show i'm yeah, not perfect totally. and i'm still highly capable and totally. what would that look like for that audience and it might look a little different than say my audience which 
almost all my people are, you know, they're at home online. Some of them are still working part-time or full-time yeah. in their jobs. Yeah. But they're all trying to build a business either outside of that or doing it full-time. And sometimes running your coaching business looks like pajamas, hair and a hair and a tie totally. working from your bed. I had a conversation with Vicki Louise. I think that was the interview a couple months ago about how she did her entire interview from her bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's so important to show. And that's so important to set that example. Yeah. So I think, I think we just want to see the forest for the trees. And, you know, I heard um, Carl Lowenthal talk about it and she was talking about it. Um, not patriarchy, she was talking more about like white supremacy and racism. Mm -hmm. But she was like, it's risk management and risk tolerance. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, you might not want to show up like you did in that reel if you were a woman at a corporate job, and you might want to. Yeah, and I think you just have to really, it, it, you're right. And I do want to be clear, I don't know that I have spoken to this in an interview yet but i do think it is important because i do have a client right now who a does talk to a corporate person on linkedin mm -hmm. and b she is a uh, a, a non-white coach yeah. and she raised her hand and i'm so glad she did of like i don't know if i can do that yeah for it's multiple reasons yeah you know and 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 not just but like she's you know the expectation of her as a non-white female yeah. in a corporate setting yeah can she do as much as say i would do and it was a really great conversation because it was and and this is i think is what's so important we are acknowledging that sometimes we do face different realities totally patriarchy exists today yes. white exactly. supremacy exists 100%. Today. And so and what then, I might what I might do, she's like, I can't do that. I won't get yeah. hired. So we yeah. just coached her to the place of being able to recognize what's happening, acknowledge it, process our feelings about that, and then figure out how, again, like I said, figure out how she's going to show up as authentically as herself as she can. We, we talked a lot about code switching, which is a, a term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, where, again, as a non-person of color, I, or, you know, as a white woman, I don't have to code switch too much. We, we really don't have to. Um, but yeah. it, is, it is this idea that you are presenting one version of yourself and then behind, you know, over here is who you really are and you're constantly switching back. And or, back. yeah, you know, my partner is from Trinidad and he literally changes his accent when he talks to his friends back home versus the way he talks to me because yes. if he uses the accent he uses with me there they're gonna have some feelings about it and then you know with me people you know i live in canada people are gonna have feelings about it so it's yeah so it's, i think it's about addressing that reality that these things do exist processing your emotions through it um yeah. and also figuring out you know, how to show just a little bit more of who you truly are. So you aren't having to put on an entirely different facade in order to be. And so I, I do think that's an important conversation too to have of, you know, yeah. that's, that's still part of this too. I want to acknowledge the realities of totally. what every single listener in here. And then there's, you know, there's 
people who have you know disabilities people who yeah. have a learning disability I, like there's, yeah. there's so many so much there's so many out. layers <laughs> so depending many layers. on how many layers you yeah. experience and i you know that one of the things i took away from Kara's podcast was like you get to choose every female person of color is not going to make the same choice and you get to you know like or every white woman or every person with a learning disability like maybe you want to take a bigger risk and maybe you will not get as many jobs but maybe you're willing to to make that statement and maybe you aren't (laughs) and 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 you to choose it's a really good conversation when uh for for the coaches that are out there you know listening to this and it's just a really great conversation to realize that you know i I was taught in a modality that was like circumstance facts are facts and there is no no you know that's it but i think there's also so much for us to just learn when we truly listen to what our clients are saying and what our audience might be saying and just then say all right how can we come together on this yeah and like there's research on discrimination on the basis of sex and on the basis of gender and on the basis of race like that's that goes in the sea line that is a fact that if you have a you know the another famous study is like with resumes if you have a female name or a name that would be perceived as foreign you get less interviews it's like widely yes. documented so this is a c <laughs> <laughs> yes, that yeah. that racism or discrimination on the basis of race still exists so we want to treat it. okay so that's the c what do we want to think about it yeah and then what do we want to do from there so you talked about you know when we were talking about what you know having you on the podcast you talked about completing the stress cycle Mm -hmm. to help us work through all of this stuff that's totally totally talk to me about what it means to complete the stress stress cycle what does that look like yeah yeah so anytime you know you're you're going to write a or or create a reel or write a post or do something for your business, respond to an email even, respond to a DM, and you start to get nervous for whatever reason, and it might be the patriarchy and it might be something else. Um, The best thing to do is to step away from your computer, step away from your phone for and it doesn't have to take a long time. I think sometimes people think they need like two hours. It's like, no, you can step away for, for a minute, but to complete that stress cycle, because when we go into fight or flight, like fight, flight, freeze, when, when our nervous system gets activated, blood flows to your arms and your legs and your jaw so that you can run or fight. <laughs> It's this amazing system that is so good if there is a bear or there is a fire, there is a, an acute emergency in the present moment, not something that's going to happen in two months, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. there is like a raccoon in the room. You want to be stressed. <laughs> it's going to help you. And you get this kind of tunnel vision. You get this black and white thinking where you're thinking things are either safe or unsafe. and that is great if there's a bear and you see a tree and the tree is safe you want to climb that tree 
I don't want you at that point to be like, oh, I want to think outside the box of which tree to climb. In an emergency, it's amazing. The problem is that as humans, we have a prefrontal cortex that's planning and can think about the future, which would is what makes us different from chimps, right? Is that we can think forward, but then these two parts of our brains, the wires get crossed. So we start panicking about something in two months, the blood rushes to your arms and your legs, but you don't have to run (laughs) because, you know, you're worried that the DM, that the client, if you don't respond properly, you're gonna lose the client or whatever. Yeah. So completing the stress cycle helps your body get back into the state where there's more blood flow to your prefrontal cortex, which is the part of your brain that's creative and can think outside the box and can figure out how to solve whatever problem or figure out what to post. That's such a great visual because I think we know that it's happening but then we're like what's happening like how how did my like why why does why did that prefrontal cortex or cortex go suddenly real dark real fast yeah yeah but so i love this like i can actually visualize like all of like the blood i.e the oxygen the nutrients have pulled itself away from my thinking yeah literally pulled itself away from how i solve problems yeah. has moved to the part, though I do. To fight. To fight. What's the mouth part? The, 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 to the jaw is fast. Biting. Oh, but <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'm like, why is yeah, that? It's very cool. So can... Yeah, it's like if you think about, you know, if you think about a dog when they get upset, okay. they're growling. They're, you know. I literally was like, what? So you can start talking smack? What's, like, what's <laughs> your jaw? Probably that's part of it. But yeah, yelling. Screaming okay, so, for help. so you're yelling, screaming, you're biting, running, your cli- arms like, and yeah. legs. Are, got it. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, yeah. Your so, but that makes like I can literally visualize as you were describing that the blood, the the nutrients, the power is literally draining Goes from away. my thinking ability and moving yeah. towards. And that's happening when you get an email or a private message from somebody who says, or this is what a lot of my my clients are so afraid of, or my audience is so afraid of, is that they're gonna finally remove that filter from their self and post that big, bold idea. And someone's gonna have something to say about it yeah. in the comments. Yeah. And so a comment, sometimes from a stranger, but yeah. sometimes it's from a family member or close. Like yeah. that's what's happening. Totally. No, it's clearly not a tiger getting ready to eat you. Right. Your brain doesn't know the difference. Exactly. Exactly. So the reason you want to take, you want to step away from the phone, you want to step away from the computer is so that you, you eventually go back, but that you have your, your creative planning brain online. So the easiest way to complete the stress cycle, the most effective way, there's a bunch of different ways, but the easiest, most effective way is to move your body in some way. It can be walking around the block. It can be dancing. You put on your favorite song, get up and dance. It can be doing a wall sit. (laughs) Oh, a wall sit? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, and, and, 
everyone is a little bit different and all of our brains are obviously a little bit different. So you wanna find something that feels good to you. You don't wanna get yourself, like if you get really embarrassed dancing, you don't wanna add stress to the stress cycle, right? But if you love dancing, then that's perfect. If you love walking, then go for a walk. But so it's, some, like, it's like choose choose what you already have as yeah what already is body soothing to you it's already feels good to you in some way because if it feels good it means it's working right yeah. you're you're not it means that the stress is kind of draining out of you because you don't want to you don't feel relaxed when you're in a <laughs> stress cycle which you don't want to be if there's a bear right, right. so any kind of movement it can be like just jumping up and down it can be doing a bunch of push-ups it can be any and and if you don't have a lot of time you know sometimes i would get really stressed right before a certain client because you know we're working on some issue that is difficult and so even to just for yeah three minutes before the set you know, sometimes you have, I have like five minutes in between sessions, Yeah. even to just stand up and do some squats or something (laughs) in that three minute window before I have to go into the next zoom can, can help your body. Because in the olden days, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you would run, right? If there was a lion, if there was a bear, you would, you would, you exert your body. Mm-hmm. in some way um and that's what completed this is this is how evolution worked that's what completed the cycle it wasn't that the lion was gone it was that you ran or that you climbed or that you that is how the hormones work oh, fascinating okay so you know that that's what this is one of the times when thought work doesn't help Right. And, and I think we've all had this where you're trying to coach a client on something and you can so see the like logical yeah. answer and they aren't getting it. Sometimes it's because they're in a stress cycle. So their prefrontal cortex is not online. So they can't, even though it's a very simple kind of thing where you're like, you're not an evil person or whatever, you know, right. <laughs> whatever they're stuck on you know, in that kind of scenario, even to just have the client take a few deep breaths or just have the client stand up. Stand up, up. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Stand up and like do like a big like. Yeah, stretch. Overhead overhead stretch just to like move even in those moments. Yeah. Yeah, look around the room. I always, one of the things I often do, check if there's a lion. When my clients, you know, nervous systems up, it's like, is there, is there anything we need to run from? Listen, smell the room. Smell is one of the older senses, so it can be like very impactful for some people to just smell. Does it smell safe? Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, like activate your senses beyond just what's going on in your head, but actually like sight, smell. Yeah, yeah. Does it smell safe in here? Oh, okay. That can just... And we don't have to, you know, we don't, I don't want people to get perfectionist of, around completing the stress right, cycle. Right. Like well, we don't have step to. one? What was step two? What was step, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we don't have to go to zero, right? If you can just get a, 
a little more breathing space from your anxiety, that can be super powerful. So doing these things, it's not always going to get you to a place where you're in like bliss, right? <laughs> or complete relaxation. But if you if your anxiety was a nine out of 10, and we can get it down to a seven, that's huge. Yeah, sometimes feeling just 2% better. That's a that's something that we learned in in feminist coaching certification. Is yeah. If we could stop trying to like get to 100% better, and just be like 2% better. Totally. You're, like you said, that's we're looking at just that ability for our prefrontal cortex to come back online with us. Yeah, because your, your cortex being back on 2% more or 20% more, that's huge. And I love this idea of because I'm thinking about scenarios, it doesn't happen all the time. I think for most of my people, the anxiety, the we're all going to die comes when they're home alone in their office and they're reading that message or, yeah, you know, they're in the fight or, or anticipating the message. Yeah, anticipating write the post, yeah. but they can't write the post because they're like, well, what if so and so doesn't yeah. like it? Yes, that's really fascinating. Like we might trigger a stress cycle just even thinking about the possibility. So here's something that you can do. But I love this idea that let's say you're in a scenario where you're literally face to face or zoom to zoom with somebody and stress cycle is triggered. Yeah, even if it's just standing up, or maybe even if it's just in that moment, taking a deep breath. Now, I've always considered taking the deep breath just like you're regulating your breathing, but that's also an opportunity to ask myself, what am I smelling right now? Yeah. And looking around, like your ability to do that in front of the other person and they don't go, oh, this person's clearly completing a stress cycle or not. Like, you know, that you yeah. can you can incorporate some of these ideas. Right on the do, call. Right yeah. on the call. Like, yeah. yeah, you don't have to box up that anxiety and attempt to power your way through the rest of the conversation. You actually can. Even if it is just maybe, you know, stretching your body in front of them for a moment, you know, what do I smell? Do I smell? Yeah. yeah. Do, do I? Yeah. I and you can that? always, if you have an impulse to do a, a couple deep breaths, you can say, you know, one kind of trick of a trade or whatever is if your nervous system needs regulating, lead the client through something and you do it too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, let's take yeah. three, let's, you know, it seems like this is a stressful issue we're talking about. Let's take three deep breaths together. Oh, I love that. Do you know, and it's really funny because I have done that before. I have started, um, you know, so I have two groups. I have Frida Paid Coach um, and I have the Mastermind. And I have started both of those from a, I'm a little frazzled. Yeah. I'm a little out of, I'm a little... Mm -hmm. And so, you know what, guys, today, let's, let's start this call with just, let's just get grounded for a moment and I'll take them yeah. through a hand over heart and yeah. it's for me. <laughs> totally. And it's and so important that you're, you know, I, I remember, so in my training program, we had to do sessions in front of the whole class and a teacher was there and then the client would leave and then we would get feedback yeah. from the class. And I remember doing this one session and this broke my brain. So I led her through this long, you know, grounding exercise at the start. And then we went into her issue and, and it was a, a cool session. We got somewhere with her issue. Yeah. But at the end, the client, 
uh, was like that long breathing thing at the beginning was like a waste of time. And I had this big issue and, and she said like the rest of the session was great, but I wouldn't spend five, you know, I spent five minutes of our 20 minute session doing a grounding because oh, it was 20 minutes. Cause it was in front of everybody. Um, and, and then she left the room. That's how it worked. And then I got feedback and it happened that day that the executive director of the school was the one supervising, like was the one helping us with the session. And she said to me, you needed those five minutes of the grounding. And the reason the rest of the session went well is because you grounded yourself. So even though she didn't like it, that was the most important thing for you to do. You did it for you, not for her. And that's what created the rest of the amazingness because it's true. If we're leading a session and we're ungrounded, we don't have our prefrontal cortexes yeah. online. We're not online. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, she was like, you have to put your nervous system first, which to me, again, growing up in the patriarchy, it's like, give, 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 always be generous your needs come last. And this was like a real wake up call for me. It's like, oh, for me to be the best coach, I can be the best practitioner I can be. I have to take care of my needs. Even if the client doesn't need the breathing exercise that day. Yeah. And it's interesting because we can stand outside of that and see that because you did the five minutes, those 15 minutes we're super powerful. We're super powerful. Whereas you could have just done the full 20 minutes, no Stress. grounding yeah. and maybe, and, and the client may not necessarily understand that, but you understand that. And the most important thing is that they come away with what they needed. Even if there was a part of it that was like, that wasn't what I needed, but the other 15 minutes were so, yeah. Yeah. So, so to put our needs first, I think is revolutionary and something where yeah especially being socialized as women we're not taught we're taught that that's selfish and greedy and all these things but really it's like no this is what is going to actually help your client is if you're in a good state yeah so completing the stress cycle is there anything past that i mean so we're removing our body we're checking in with our senses yeah um other ways to complete the stress cycle um, that are kind of fun is story. When we read a story or watch a movie, we fall our, our emotions mirror the emotions of the character, the main character. So, um, even, you know, you don't want to necessarily watch like a murder, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I've had clients say like, I'm obsessed with the golden girls right now. And it's like, yeah, that's probably taking a break, watching an episode of The Golden Girls. Yeah, because there's a 21 minute or 22 minute arc. little mini arc yeah. in every single episode and nothing too crazy is ever on the line. Yeah. And so yeah. you can complete your stress cycle. I, you know, as a kid, I was always taught TV is bad. TV rots your brain. Yeah. And now i as an adult i'm like oh no this is actually can be a tool for completing the stress cycle that's so interesting because we started this conversation with me partner watching. track 
Oh, it comes full circle. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder we want to watch all of Bridgerton or Partner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the trick of the multi-session series, which I'm, you know, I watched it too. I loved it. But like that when they end on a cliffhanger, it's like, oh, then your stress cycle ends on it. Yeah. You have to to watch all 10 episodes before you get the... (laughs) the resolution or you know i sometimes do it where i'll watch you know five minutes of the next episode you know how sometimes they end on a cliffhanger and if you just watch like five more minutes you get to the you get to that conclusion yeah 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 Yeah. but yeah tv movies story comedy laughing completes the stress cycle So, so if you like comedies or or comedians or if there's yeah. something that's funny to you um hugs positive any kind of positive social interaction because when you think about the way that the system was developed it's like if a neighbor open you're being chased by a lion and a neighbor opens the door and you go in and close the door you're going to see the neighbor's face yeah. and just so sometimes even just seeing seeing a, a face that's not menacing, right? Like, <laughs> you, if it's someone who's mad at you, that face probably is not going to regulate yeah. your ner- nervous system. But but uh, even something as simple as a pot, like complimenting your braces earrings and having a little yeah. positive social interaction. And this makes sense because when I've been highly stressed, sometimes the best thing I can literally feel everything come down just by, you know, my son walking in the door and we get a hug and yeah. we hold it for just like a little extra second longer and yeah. I can feel all of that. So, so interesting. It's just interesting through the course of this conversation and you can see all the different ways. You're I, already doing it. I'm already doing this. Yeah. When, yeah, when, because when, it's natural. It's, it's instant, yeah. instinctive. And I think to just honor all of that, to honor watching partner track, to honor taking those couple extra seconds for the hug. Yeah. Any of the things that you're already doing that, that are helpful. So, yeah. So I, I think there's research on the 30 second hug. <laughs> It's like you hug, you hug until you kind of melt, you know, Yeah. Yeah. even kissing can complete the stress cycle, masturbating. A lot of us are working from home now. So, (laughs) yeah, like all, you know, because you, all of these things, if there was a lion, you couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And if you're, if there, if there was a lion, your son wouldn't hug you, you know, (laughs) He'd be in it too. Yeah. If there yeah. was a lion, my husband and I would not stop to have sex or I would not yeah. go get a vibrator. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so all of these things that are just teaching your body, your nervous system, that that's safe. Yeah. Hey, safe. You're in a safe right now. In this moment, you're safe. And one of the things I, I always tell to my clients is the fight or flight system is amazing. It turns on in a split second. We've all had that. You hear a loud noise mm-hmm. and you're, <laughs> you're awake, you're aware. And so we don't have to keep it on just in case, you know, even if there is something physical that you're worried about in the future, 
you can relax now because it turns on in a second. We don't have to keep it on just in case something is coming because it'll, it turns on. Yeah. And I think probably the larger conversation here is knowing that nothing's that nothing's necessarily gone wrong. Like, of course, yeah. my nervous system is turning yeah. on. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. my stress cycle just lit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is how I'm wired. There's, you know, for yeah. any number of reasons, it's a, you know, an evolutionary fight or flight lion coming yeah. to me, or it's uh, more on the epigenetics end of, you know, and I think I that to me is just, I think it's always worth noting. I don't think we think about that and, you know, to kind of bring this conversation back to where we started of just so many things that our ancestors were punished for and we're trying to do <laughs> we're trying to do yeah and that is affecting us today and so just having that awareness because i think half this half of the struggle we have with with you know completing our stress cycle is that we're burying it under mounds of shame that what's wrong with me right it should be easier it's not a big deal i just want to write yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want to write 400 words and post it, or I just want to make this 30 second video, or I just, right. this is no big deal. What's wrong with me? But yeah, you're totally right that it's like, no, this is generations yes. <laughs> of social conditioning that we now know gets passed down probably yeah. through the DNA. And yeah, so it, it totally makes sense that you're freaking the fuck out or I don't know. Can I swear? I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Swearing is allowed on this. Okay. I, I, I my, said it and then I was like, ah. One of my episodes a couple months ago was literally how to stop giving a fuck. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm right on track. I'm right on track. But yeah, to, it, it makes sense. And to also, I think the kind of next level of that, that I'm, just, that's just coming into my awareness now is that life is not supposed to always be happy yeah. and and rainbows and butterflies like I'm reading this book called um, Dark Nights of the Soul by Thomas More and he says about like when you think about like a singer if a singer is technically perfect and they can just sing beautifully but there's no emotion, there's no feeling that singer's never been through anything. Yeah. We don't love that music. We love Adele. Yeah. Whose voice is full of pain and suffering and strife. And we can, you know, it offers us some comfort or, or resonates with us in some way. And so that every art and, and even every coach, you know, we don't want a coach that just had like, a perfect life and everything was just super easy for her. <laughs> and she's just like, why is it so hard for you? You know, we right. don't want that coach. We want a coach who's been through some stuff, who's been through some anxiety and some struggle and some strife. And that's what brings depth to our coaching. Yeah. Is going through this, is going through the, you know, I, my anxiety was so intense. I, at one point I was working for a nonprofit and I made a mistake, medium sized mistake, but I took it super hard and I was really scared of making another mistake. And it would take me a week to write like a 
200 word email because I was editing and re-editing and re-editing and just, I couldn't press send. (laughs) It would, it would take me a week to work up the nerve to press send and to start to normalize that kind of stuff that, yeah. And, 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 you know, who knows whether it was probably patriarchy partially and, you know, it's probably a bunch of things that, that took me to that spot, but to, we want to work with people who've been through something similar and, you know, sometimes gotten to the other side and sometimes who are in it and we're not totally healed or perfect or, you know, it's not like solved. Right. Yeah. It's like always talking about how, like, I'm still like, the reason I'm, I'm, I can function where I do is I realize, oh, this parts of some of this stuff, some of my, you know, my, uh, inherited trauma, the, the patriarchal learnings or, you know, rules that were like, I haven't solved anything. I just know how to like not beat myself up about it. Yeah. Be aware of it, process through it. It's like I've just shrunken the timeline that it takes me for the fight or flight to come up. Yeah. And then to me be able to move forward. It's yeah. not about and, eliminating it. Yeah. And so I think you totally hit on something there where so much of fight or flight is like we have the initial anxiety or the initial shame or whatever, you know, you get that DM from the angry person or whatever. You have that initial and then we judge it. So then we have two layers of fight or flight, right? (laughs) Because it's like, oh, now I feel ashamed or I feel anxious. And then it's like, oh, but I shouldn't. Right. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And then we, that just doubles the amount of, emotion we have to process. So I think, yeah, sometimes even just sticking with the first level of emotion is the goal. (laughs) It's just to to have that initial anxiety and to be like, you know what, it makes total sense that I'm freaking out. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we kind of wrap up this conversation, I can tell that where my brain is going to is you know, we started on the conversation about generational trauma and epigenetics, and we are all in a position to, again, not solve, not, um, you know, eliminate, but wrap up stress cycles of our past traumas. Like the more we learn, the more we're teaching the next generation and there's always going to be strife in the human, yeah. in, the, in human existence. But we're breaking the cycle. But we're breaking. That's thank you. I'm like, there's a term I'm looking for here. Yeah. yeah. Like we're breaking some of these cycles. And I think that that right there is so exciting to think about because again, the more we can bring like humanity's prefrontal cortexes back online, the faster we complete those stress cycles then like we are all elevating here yeah like we really really are i think this is a really exciting time to be living through even though we look outside our window and we're like what is happening (laughs) i actually think that's a symptom of the fact that so many of us are starting to break these cycles and we are starting to see what's possible and so we're seeing like an up level in like 
truly powerful thinking right now. And so like this conversation is really helping me see, oh, I've like said that and I've thought that for like literally years, but now I can be like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. We're yeah. We're breaking yeah, cycles we're breaking of patriarchal cycles. trauma and maybe white supremacist trauma or maybe some other kind of yeah. struggle that you've gone through, but you can break the cycle by, you know, being kind to yourself when you're, so when good. you freak out. <laughs> yeah. The, the too long, don't short of this. Be kind to yourself when you are freaking out. Yeah. Everything is okay. Take a walk. <laughs> Take, yeah. Smell, smell your environment. Remind yourself you're okay. Watch Golden Girls Watch or whatever Golden Girls. <laughs> TV show you're obsessed with. And that soothes, you know, any yeah. TV show that you feel soothed by yeah. is probably so helping good. you complete the stress cycle. So good. All right, yeah. Ms. Brim, how can my people connect with you? Yeah, so um, I am on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Bryn Bamber, and on Instagram, I'm Bryn underscore Bamber. Um, one other thing that just kind of popped into my head as we were talking is the concept of the witch wound, which is, um, again, it's partially through the history and the stories we tell as a culture, and, and maybe part of it is epigenetic too, but women who are powerful, women standing up, taking up space in the world, like that, there can be a primal fear that yeah. comes up and say, I'm a coach and I can help you, you know? Yeah. There, um, so I have a podcast episode. I can't remember what episode it is now, but I have an episode of my podcast that's called The Witch Room, Witch Wound. My podcast is called Sacred Goals, if you want to check that out. Okay. So the, the Sacred Goals. The podcast is Sacred Goals, and we want to look for The episode. Yeah, I can send it. Yeah, I can send it to you. Send it to me and we'll make sure that that information is in. We'll have a direct link to in the show notes. Yeah, in the show notes. So we want to look for the witch wound episode of the Sacred Goals podcast by Bryn Bamper. Yeah. And then the final thing is I have an anxiety video. It's like 10 minutes long. I call it an anxiety training, but it's not really a training. It's me leading you through an exercise that's kind of breathing and feeling and so it's one of those great tools for right when you're in the stress cycle yeah um so it's it's free and you can get it at tinyurl.com anxiety training i'll send it to you as well okay amy but um that's a great kind of 10 minutes turn the video on and just be led through. And, and it's probably the most listened to video by my clients. So good. And they say, you know, some people have their anxiety completely go away and some of them just get, you know, that, that 10% reduction that gives them a little more space to think about, okay, what do I do next? Yeah. So good. So that was tinyurl.com forward slash anxiety training. And again, we'll make sure that that's in the show notes also. Brim, thank you so much. This is the, again, I know that I've run past episodes that talk about, you know, our fight or flight, et cetera. 
And I got some feedback of like people going, this is either brand new or I'm so glad that you are having these conversations because I think this is the piece that's been missing for a lot of us in our coaching practices. Right. And um, I just want to thank you for sharing your witchy fabulousness Yay. with us today. All right. It was so friend. fun. I love this conversation. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Bryn. I loved this conversation. I hope that you loved it too. Learned so much about my own body. And it's funny because I do this work already, but I find every time I have a conversation with an expert, I learn just a little bit more on how to handle my own stress cycle. I love that we get to choose what soothes us, that completing a stress cycle looks different for everyone. And like, isn't that how we do business? There is no one size fits all in growing your business and managing your business and how you choose to run it and in how you choose to handle your own body and your stress. So that was probably my biggest takeaway is, you know, choose what soothes you. Choose what works for you. That is the theme here if you haven't picked up on it. And all the links that we talked about, you will be able to find in the show notes. So make sure that if there was something that we talked about that we mentioned a link for, check the show notes. That's where you will find it. All right. And can you do me a favor? When you are on Instagram this next week, please like this post in the newsfeed on Instagram. That's at I am Amy Latta. And share to your stories. Make sure that you tag at I am Amy Latta and tag at Bryn, B-R-Y-N underscore Bamber, B-A-M-B-E-R. Tag the both of us. Let people know what you, you know, you'll let us know what you needed to hear today that was in this episode so that others can use it as well. I'm so excited to see what you create in the world and I'll talk to you next week. Coach, it's time to sign your first free client, your first paid client, your next client, and to learn how to do it consistently and having a hell of a lot of fun along the way. This is exactly what you're going to do in Free to Paid Coach. It's the only program giving you step-by-step what to do to become a paid coach and step-by-step how to handle the roller coaster emotions that come with doing what you need to do to become a paid coach. If you know you can't not do this life coaching thing, but believing that you can do it, handling rejection, and remembering how to do all of those things shuts you down, the free-to-paid coach community is waiting for you. Find everything that you're looking for inside. It's only $1,000, payments are available, and then you are in forever. Visit amylatta.com forward slash FTPC to join us right now. See you inside. Let's get paid, coach. Thanks so much for listening to the Confident Coaches podcast. I invite you to learn more. Come visit me at amylatta.com. And until next week, let's go do epic stuff.